0: What is up, Gridwisers? Welcome back. Jay here with Brandon. What's up, share Drivers? We've got some awesome topics to talk about today, starting with, check this out, a disgruntled driver. Well, I shouldn't say disgruntled. A driver who had some serious support issues for Uber, get unanswered, decided to take matters into his own hands. Do you know what he did, Brandon? I do know. Well, he,
1: he for sake just, of argument,
0: you say no, and I'm going to be like, well, let me tell you.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, I I don't know. Let me tell you this. Let us know.
0: (laughs) Let us know in the comment section below. This guy, this driver, emailed Dara Shahazi himself.
1: (laughs) Wait, is that how you pronounce that? How do you pronounce it? It's really hard. Is that how you? I don't think that's how you pronounce it,
0: guys. Drivers listening. Comment section below. How do you pronounce Uber CEO? How are night? they going
1: to tell us how to pronounce it over? I guess you could get like, what's <laughs> what's the language? What's it called? Phonetics? Like phonetic? yeah, yeah. phonetics? Yeah. I guess you phonetics. could get into that. But uh, let's just say Dara K. Dara yeah, K. Dara- sure, right Kal- Kalanahowski.
0: Kalanahowski.
1: Kalanahowski. This, this
0: driver literally emailed the CEO of Uber, who many of you including myself, we've all gone through the process of Uber support and we just get turned up, flip side, upside down, whichever way, left, right, up, down in circles. And it is such a pain in the booty cheeks to get anything resolved. This driver issue was he signed up for a rental, a rental vehicle to drive for Uber. For those of you who's ever had experience with rentals, it costs you per week. He was not approved to drive for Uber, although he was approved for his rental. He signed the contract, paid down the money for the rental, yet could not drive Uber and make back that money. Therefore, he was just, he lost money. He wrote into Uber support saying, hey, this should have never happened. You should have, you should have told me that my license does not work in the state of Virginia. I think that's where he was driving, somewhere in DC, Virginia area. He had some special requirements. So, Y'all should have never even allowed me to rent a car. It just makes sense. There should have been checks and balances before this guy was even allowed to spend money like, on a rental.
1: The thing I think the thing is like he, from what I understand, I, doesn't doesn't he have a Virginia license? And he just needed to like update it. Like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure like he had a
0: yes I, I don't know the
1: specifics he had a he had a California license. But he also had a Virginia license. He might have must have just moved or some shit like that. And then he needed to like use his Virginia license, which it sounds like he thinks he did. And then they somehow just got the California license.
0: Either either way, something got messed up uh, before he was before he even was renting a vehicle, they should have caught that and be like, you're not qualified to drive. So basically he got screwed out of all of this money and he went through Uber support and they just they just gave him the runaround. He got fed up, he wrote directly to Dara, Dara himself, and to the the scorn of the entire internet community, drivers, naysayers out there telling this guy that, oh, you are so, you know, whatever. You're not going to get a response. All the negativity that he endured, justice has been served. He got a message back from corporate, and they fixed everything for him.
1: They did. They did. And that's, like, kind of, like, the funny thing about that. It's just, like, how... How easy it must have been! Like I'm sure, like actually fix this. It took like two seconds for the right person to fix it once. Once it became like serious enough, and also interesting because like he cc'd his congressman, so that's also oh. that's also key. You're right. Is if you want a response from if you want a response from Uber support, just uh, email Dara and cc your congressman. Apparently, um,
0: that's what it takes. It,
1: yeah, and it's funny like how fast that ended up. He he got a response because you know it was it was super simple to fix but like uber doesn't prioritize support definitely not for drivers and they don't really provide prioritized support really for for riders either it's just really really shitty from a support standpoint like phenomenally bad yeah. like legendarily bad and, and from speaking a support f- standpoint.
0: speaking from a support standpoint uh, for those of you gridwise users out there if you have not if you have not you know Noticed, if you write a support request into our systems, you would be greeted by someone of the name Gridwise J. That's this guy. I'm customer support here. Uh, Gridwise, nice to meet you if you have not known. So from my professional opinion, yes, this is really, really shitty for them to, to do. But I also kind of understand how things could fall through the cracks, being the support myself. Obviously, yeah. we at Gridwise were not scaled to their level, their numbers, and their volume. But I can see how, with the amount of tickets that they must get, which number in the millions per day, with all the millions of drivers out there across the world, that support must be a nightmare to deal with and organize. True. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying I can see how this. Uh, let me clarify. I am not making excuses, Brandon. Because yeah. it's inexcusable. Because I wanted to say, as a organization, your professional organization, as a professional corporate support team, with all the resources available to you, this should never have
1: happened. This yeah, I mean, I think that um, like one-off cases are like one thing. Like honestly, like this specific case, if this it's was systemic. just like a one-off thing, yeah. like okay, shit happens. You know, sometimes yeah, like you're not going to be perfect. Okay um uber and to some extent lyft and really kind of all these ratchet companies that is like part of like their business model is to have shitty support and then as a support person yourself uh gender you understand like sometimes you you it costs more to have people running things so you want to like automate the process and like give kind of you know um make it so people have to use robots and stuff like that first so they have way too much of that right now you can't get in touch with a real person. And then when you get in touch with a real person, it, they almost seem like robots anyway.
0: Well, Frontline, so, I agree. They are. They have certain like, things they have to follow. They have it's certain ridiculous. rules. I agree. I'm not making an excuse for Uber. I think it's it's totally doable if they had the right uh, strategy and the right execution. It's, it's about blocking and tackling, as they say in the business world. But... I can see how
1: things could fall through the cracks, but nonetheless, a couple not- things a couple of things could fall through the cracks. They have like a systematic; this <laughs> system is set up to be shitty, and they are kind of shitty on purpose. So, it, it, I think this this more so. I mean, this is a one off case, yeah, but this kind of just like underscores like the fact that that Uber support is shitty, and to if you want to get a response, just email Dara and CC your congressman. You'll <laughs> you'll boost well, your chance. Ridiculous. Let us know in the comment section
0: below what your view of Uber or Lyft support
1: is. Let us know in the comment. So also, also, um, uh, we will. They the, this guy he we we saw this on a Reddit thread. He actually just laid out the entire email that that uh he's he sent over. So we'll we'll link that or put it somewhere. It's but a good if read. You wanna, if you want to do so, you can uh you can use this, this strategy. I
0: believe the language was. This is my last resort before I seek legal remedies.
1: Oof. Legal remedies. So uh, yeah. Interesting. Let it, yeah,
0: let us know in the comment section below. Also, how how Gridwise support is doing it. And I will let I will let Gridwise J know. Your thoughts. For sure. I will let myself know. Um, moving on. Next topic. We are going to talk about our other CEO, ex CEO Travis Carwashal, he just cashed out five hundred million
1: dollars. Travis' last name is it's Kalanick. Travis Kalanick <laughs> is pretty easy to easy to uh, to pronounce. So, uh, Travis K. but he did he did just cash out another high, How much was it? Uh, Two hundred
0: some million, I think.
1: Two, uh, cool two, 350 million, so completely of off. stock, <laughs> yeah. So he, he has cashed out in total 2.1 billion dollars in stock from Uber. Oh, you know what? I think Brandon, which isn't bad for him, really. I think it's just
0: a giant middle finger to the company that has scorned him so in his eyes. You know what? And that scorned me. Well, here, here's this 2.1 billion gone, Washington
1: has scorned. I don't really know how this is uh, him getting back at him at all, but he definitely is just like trying to, he's trying to clean his hands of it. uh, As seems like he's trying to clean his hands of it as much as possible. He still has, I think like 700 million or so currently, I think his stock right now is valued at another 700 million. So he still has some holdings in, in Uber for sure. But he's definitely cashing out right now, dude.
0: And who can blame him, man? Like, yeah, I get it. It's your baby, It's your company, but that's
1: cool, I'm not his company anymore. He's that's true. That's he, a cool
0: three hundred something million. Got uh, the yeah, kicked
1: out of that. He's also got a bunch of like other random shit he's doing. So he's probably like trying to like invest in other things as well. Yeah, he needs that fund, that capital. Gosh. He needs, uh, he's got to buy a couple boats and stuff like that. So he needs the, he needs, he needs I'll tell you cash. what,
0: with that much boats cost, he's probably only going to be able to purchase one, not a couple.
1: Those super yachts. How much does a super yacht cost?
0: One of some billion dollars or
1: something. <laughs> There's a yacht that costs a billion dollars. Yeah,
0: I think so. It's like some like really super,
1: super duper yacht. I want to see this yacht. It's like pretty, I, I can't imagine what a... What does a billion-dollar yacht look like?
0: It looks like nothing you've ever seen before in your life.
1: I'm Let it. us know in the
0: comment section below if you know what a billion-dollar yacht looks like.
1: Let us know. Um, another kind of interesting thing going on. Um, Uber. So, like, one of, one of the things... If you have read our breakdown of Uber's Q3 earnings, which you should because... Those earnings reports, they are matter for drivers. They give you like little snippets and tidbits about where Uber is going. Um, So it's super interesting for drivers to read and and valuable. But in that, we talked a little bit about that Uber made a point. Dara Kay, our board Dara, he made a point to say that, hey, if we feel like a market is unprofitable, we are definitely willing to get out of it, to kind of quit it, and just and just move on. Um, definitely, he said that at least specifically for Uber Eats and also for like the Uber Rides business. And then so like today, uh, we saw this happening kind of in two different markets. One, Uber completely selling out of India. Uh, uh, at least their Uber Eats division. I'm not, I don't think their Uber Rides division, no. but definitely their Uber Eats division. They're completely selling it and getting out of India, and um, they are also threatening to leave Phoenix International Airport because of a potential tax hike there, which I assume they mean they think it's going to then make them unprofitable in some sort of way. I don't, I don't know. It,
0: it, um, it, go ahead, Brandon.
1: I'd say that again? I said it,
0: it just brings a light to show that let's let's take a step back and really think about the business nature of the model of Uber. Uber, I think we've grown so accustomed and so used to it being a service that we kind of almost think of it as a utility it's not. This is a business that has no like no no legal like right or no legal uh, push like they they're not required by any government body to operate. They literally they're a elective business. They can pull out of any market they wish. It's not like every city deserves Uber. And I say deserve, you know, that's probably not the best choice of it words. Yeah. It's not like every city gets Uber 100%. Right.
1: So. so they are, they are willing and able. They have the right to pull out of uh, any market they so choose. They are doing, they are doing so act- actively. Just kind of interesting to see them doing that and really kind of being able to pull the trigger on some of these markets. Now, given in, in Phoenix, they have a ton of leverage, right? Because um, I think they said like seventy percent of rides out of phoenix airport are just through uber which is like insane yeah, also insane. phoenix airport is one of the biggest airports in Huge. in the u.s and so by proxy one of the biggest airports in the and, world and I,
0: and I think the the city council and the lawmakers when they like vote these tax hike changes they they they, they again are used to like uber or lyft right as a utility almost they know, they, they kind of forget oh wow like these are actual for-profit businesses and they can pull out whenever so like yes, yeah, seventy. Imagine seventy percent of all traffic gone from that airport. How are people going to go to the airport without rideshare if that constitutes seventy percent of the traffic? Yeah. What are other alternatives? At this point, you Uber's and Lyft have already killed the taxi industry. The the airport shuttle has probably been downsized.
1: Actually, in Phoenix, so in Phoenix they have like a they have like a new public transportation line that they actually one of the reasons that they are hiking the taxes oh, is is because to, they want people to. They for want that. people to use it more. Mm. Um, so that is, you know, one of the, I mean, that's like one of the catalysts for that. But then you still have 70% of people. Like I'm pretty sure the shit's live today and 70% of the people are still taking Ubers because Ubers is just like a lot easier than taking like the it, bus. It's really convenient. If I, I yeah, yeah. If I, if I, if I am okay with spending a little bit more, a decent amount more, then yeah, I'm just going to take a fucking Uber every single time. Every single time. So there's, like, a huge convenience factor. You're totally right. Like, taxis are, I mean, they're not necessarily obsolete, but they're definitely kind of. Have you ever had a good taxi experience in Chicago? To the side. A good taxi experience? Uh, uh, I don't know. I've <laughs> never had a good taxi. Getting, getting a taxi, like, I think sometimes people don't understand, like, how much of a pain in the ass it was before to get a ride before really Uber's. Like, like hailing a taxi in the fucking street is in, like, the cold of Chicago is not no. a fun thing. I mean, you're risking frostbikes. To your fingers right. right. And, and, like, and like okay, we, we all get mad. Drivers get mad and passengers get mad about a waiting in the airport for, like, a, a taxi or an Uber. But, like, getting in that taxi fucking line at an airport is also a complete pain in the ass, and that shit takes forever, and you have to wait outside. So uh, that was my rant about why... Taxis absolutely fucking suck. Let us hear it, All right. Brandon. All right. Let us hear it. But, uh, but, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how Uber kind of continues to to do this stuff with like do these like threats of leaving, considering like the increased pressure that they're gonna have on themselves with things like AB5 and stuff like that. So just I, something I to really, keep an eye
0: on. You know what I'm really excited to see unfold in the coming weeks.
1: Why
0: I want to see who backs down, Uber or Phoenix City Council or Airport. That's
1: actually going to be really interesting to watch because kind I of, I think Phoenix is going to back down a little the, bit, but I would assume there's going to be some sort of a a conversation. Yeah, because
0: they kind of put themselves in a the pickle here in a little situation. Because it's like, oh, we just laid all our cards on the table and then Uber came back with something like, you, ever see, you know the meme surprise Pikachu face? You ever seen that meme? Uh, I know. Where Pikachu goes like, you know? So Whoa, in this like case, it to be like, "Hey Uber, we're gonna raise tech. We're gonna raise your fees by like a hundred percent." Uber goes, "Okay, see you later." And then Phoenix Airport.
1: Okay, you have to <laughs> <laughs> fucking put the meme like on the uh, on the screen somewhere okay. so that people know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I, get, I get the sentiment. It is gonna be super interesting to see like how how shit works out because like this is. I mean, it, it kind of sort of sets, like, a little bit of a precedent, like, around the country, right? Like, yeah. how they will react to increased pressure. And then, so, And but, like, you also, Chicago did something similar, where they have, they have, like, a, it, I don't think it's as, I, I can't, I can't quite equate, like, how big, like, the tax is, because it's from a city perspective versus an airport perspective. But they also increased their taxes, Uber and Lyft, they were super unhappy about it. But they never threaten to pull out of the market. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be just interesting to see like how they dif- how they treat these different situations, so that people can, so that we can start to see, okay, how far are we going to push these guys? <laughs> to and, see and how
0: how far are they willing to be pushed?
1: How far are they willing to be pushed? So the the games are just beginning.
0: Speaking of pushing, <laughs> how am I going to segue this? Uh, when you're on the ski slopes and you're pushing yourself to your fullest to not cross the skis, to not pizza pie. You know you want a french fry, not pizza pie, or else you're going to have a bad time. Speaking of that, Uber has decided to capitalize on the seasonality. Well, everyone's going on ski trips, and Uber has implemented uh, a while ago, actually. But the first time I've heard of it,
1: Uber Ski, Brandon. What is Uber Ski? Uber Ski is it's it's essentially what it what it sounds like. It's if you are flying into into Denver or wherever you you do your skiing, and uh, you generally Uber to your resort um, instead of and with your like ridiculously sized equipment, you can just call and. Uber. Am I actually explaining that right? I don't. Right. You just
0: literally call an Uber that specifically Uber Ski, and the Uber that that qualifies has to have a top rack for equipment and has to carry a certain amount of people and equipment. And the the incentive for drivers is a a whopping eight dollars extra, Brandon.
1: Eight dollars.
0: Eight bucks. For those of you non-math out there, that is four double cheeseburgers. I,
1: mean, I wonder, how like, how many, how many times? Like, how how many times can you possibly get like an Uber or ski trip? Like, are you getting more than two a day? I if mean, if you live in like, like Denver, I'm probably sure like you get a ton of those from the airport. I mean maybe or maybe if if you're like in a specific if you like work in like vale or some shit like that like a specific ski town you might get more i would be surprised if you got a ton of these
0: yeah and honestly let's 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 just address the elephant in the room eight dollars
1: right i mean that's that's ridiculous for sure on uber but also well but also like don't So, like, I think the key is don't make the mistake of thinking you should go and buy ski equipment so you can qualify for Uber Ski. Yeah, because, I mean,
0: mean, if you have it,
1: if you just have it already, okay. But absolutely do not go and buy it. (laughs) But
0: even if you had a brand, like, I wouldn't accept the ski trip to freaking the closest one to Pittsburgh, which is Summit Springs. That's at least an hour and a half drive out. And I'm not even guaranteed to get a trip back
1: that's i mean that's true but like where are you like how how long is that if it's like an hour and a half away how big is that that's got to be like a hundred plus dollars yeah
0: but i mean you gotta drive back you might have to dead mount back the whole way because what's the okay, chance so it's of you- like
1: what so it's gonna be like four hours both ways
0: yeah and then you're making probably like 200 bucks
1: Okay, that's like fifty bucks. That's fifty bucks an hour, or probably less than
0: that. I,
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pulling numbers out of mind. That's how the numbers work out. Probably the then. Yeah, sun don't no shine, Brandon. Okay. All right. do not okay. I'm not <laughs> sure how the numbers work out. Well, yeah, I mean, you do have to. That is like an interesting scenario where it's like maybe it's only you only make hundred bucks in total.
0: Oh yeah, that would suck.
1: So then, yeah, is it is it worth it then? Because you because you have a shit ton of dead miles. Yeah. Plus, like I mean, just like the like the dead uh just like the gas with like those dead miles and shit like that as well that might not be the best the best situation though you would stay busy for four hours maybe you could get a little destination filter back probably not yeah, even <laughs> but, i mean
0: the, yeah the, that's the biggest gripe i have is like how do you get back from
1: that yeah i mean that let's, makes let's be honest
0: there's really not much going on ski resorts
1: other than ski right resorts. but like i mean i'm assuming like I, I would bet it's more popular not just in like denver but like but like in like actual like the actual like ski town, like if you're in Denver or not Denver, but if you're in like Park Park City, Park City, Utah, um, or if you're in Vail or if you're in whatever fucking ski town that I can't think of. Like I would imagine it's good then when you're not catching like hour long rides. From That's true.
0: Like you're actually in a ski to ice suit to me and it's like back and forth. Right. Back and forth eight bucks. Yeah, then I, might- I would assume if- that would be better. Then it might be worth it. But, again, 8 freaking dollars.
1: So definitely don't do that unless you're in a ski town and you already have it. Don't go out and buy shit for this. Just that's to qualify. Probably, probably a bad idea. I yeah, can't – That's
0: like – yeah. That's like drivers who put themselves into debt just to qualify for a black Lux SUV.
1: Don't right. For like – yeah. You don't want to – like those type of investments just like are way too shaky to like actually be profitable. Like you have like every too much stuff has to work out. So that would be a danger. Also kind of just like underscores like Uber's willingness and and desire. um, As you say, to find interns that think of these like ideas about how they can uh, just have these little tiny services like Uber ski and like Uber pet and like Uber, I don't know. Yeah, for our viewers who are confused about
0: what we're talking about, before we started recording, we're talking about Uber Ski. Oh, and we came up with – well, I did. I was like, you know, I, Brandon, who was our lead marketer, I bet you is just a bunch of – they got a bunch of marketing interns out of college or in college into a room and was like, hey, your job today is to brainstorm cool, hip things that we could put into our services. And they come up with these like Uber Pets, Uber Ski – I mean, we don't know. That's. I'm not saying that's what they did. That's, I was just making fun of the situation. And Brandon, you're our growth, you're our, you're our marketing department. Is that something that you see Gridwise interns doing this summer?
1: <laughs> gridwise interns are probably not going to come up with uh, different services For grid-wise, like Gridwise, like grid-wise like, uh, Ski. That's probably not okay, going to happen.
0: Uh, uh, gridwise, like fun things that we can put in the app. You know, like, hey.
1: Yeah, uh, I do not see it, but you know, I don't. I don't. Look, I don't. Know. All I'm
0: saying, it sounds like what marketing people would do. All right, that's all I'm okay. saying.
1: <laughs> not not ours, but okay. It's marketing. Fault. Let us right. know in
0: the comment section below if you agree with me. But also hit a I, like on this video
1: if you if you like me.
0: Hit the subscribe button if you like Brandon. I
1: think everyone likes Brandon. Support marketing. Support. One more, so one more thing that I, I really want to get into because I think this is like super interesting. What is that? Um, last month, so we're we're super late on this, but I, I just hadn't, I haven't seen a lot of news on it. Um, but it's super interesting that like there is this, there's a um a study. It was a scientific study, um, that researched kind of how Uber affects drinking. Minor uh, technical
0: difficulties. Brandon just cut out because the internet is wonky.
1: What's that? A, say that again.
0: It says my internet connection is unstable. there right, we're back. We're back in action. Can you Repeat yourself, Brandon.
1: Okay. Um. So yeah, one of the some something really interesting that I kind of came across uh, today. Um. Hadn't come across of it come come across it before, but it was actually a report from last month. Um. Researchers at the University of Louisville and Georgia State they actually teamed up. Um, to look at data from the CDC to understand how Uber is affecting raw alcohol, alcohol consumption and binge—excuse binge, binge, me—drinking. Um, <laughs> and uh, studies you that you've Jewish- been
0: what you've been drinking a little bit, Brandon, before the podcast. I've, been,
1: I've been, uh, <laughs> i i will participate in this study. Yeah. Um, uh, Slurring your speech already? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it sh- it says that after a uh, uber or a lyft or whatever enters a city there's a 3.1 percent increase in the average number of drinks consumed per day and a 2.8 percent increase in number of drinks per, per month and then um, a nine percent increase in the rate of heavy drinking. Really? as much in some areas there it, uh, the in, the arrival of uber x correlates to as much as a to a 17.5 to 21 21.8 percent increase in the instances of binge drinking oh so so people they know they got an affordable reliable
0: safe ride to and from the bars you're telling me they're gonna drink up
1: and drink they are they are getting trash absolutely well, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to know this you would i mean it's i mean yes you would assume so you would assume that this would happen interesting i mean ah this is kind of interesting to see like okay is this like how good of a thing is this cuz i don't know if it's necessarily a great thing for binge drinking in a city to jump 20 fucking percent no <laughs> because i mean binge drinking is not good in general for the population it's not it's not phenomenal no but i'm assuming it is i don't i don't know i I'd have, i'm interested to see like the instances of um like fatal drunk driving accidents uh, you know it
0: brings up a good point it's like uh, the effects of rideshare isn't even limited to what we could see so far outwardly on the surface i mean this thing has roots that go all the way down to the societal fabric of like i mean so far as binge drinking like it's affecting binge drinking and our party culture and mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense i mean imagine if you have a safe cheap reliable ride to and from the bars you're probably more likely to drink more
1: and party right, more, right? but now if you're a rideshare driver then you know that these people are are out binge drinking. They're oh. not even like they're not even regular drinking. Oh yeah, let us know the much more way. likely to be absolutely trash yeah. while they're calling you in an Uber. That's 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 why yeah. you're kind of like the. Uh, and when I was in college, they had like the drunk bus. You're like the, you're like the the drunk bus <laughs> for for everyone. Now they have so, Uber XL. <laughs> yeah, I will I will say this though. This is this is actually um, a good thing that they said. Um, uh, uh, bars had a over that time period after UberX X, bars saw like a 2.4 percent increase in their overall like employment at said bar. So uh, you know the arrival of Uber is causing uh, so many more people to to binge drink that it's boosting the economy. Yeah,
0: I can't believe I I never would have imagined I heard those two terms in one sentence binge drinking drinking boosts the economy economy. oh my goodness Brandon! where do we find these interesting topics
1: i wonder how many of the binge drinkers were drivers that were just uh just sick of it all
0: (laughs) okay so where are you (laughs) going with this ah
1: getting absolutely trashed
0: yeah uh yeah well hey that is something to think about ain't that right drivers ain't that right brandon
1: Yep, I think that's all we got today.
0: Yo, guys, make sure you like the content. Give us that thumbs up. Oh, and shout out to uh, one of our viewers who responded to our questions last time. Um, this is for you. We do read your comments, and we'll, I'll prove it right now. I'll put the comment up here. Yes. We would like more data insights, she said. So we're going to have to do more data insights from the data that we have. Mm,
1: More data insights. So which video did she respond to?
0: The last podcast, the one where we talked about uh, all things from making more money on a certain week in December, which is actually coming up this weekend, uh, and also some uh, statistics that we got from, again, you know, a government agency about fatal car crashes.
1: Right. So yeah, I'm definitely like next podcast, we can dive into some different like earnings, um, earnings numbers. I think it'll be interesting to think about and like show drivers, you know, how people have been able to maximize their earnings over like the Christmas holiday, because I think that can be like a little, little shaky. We might be able to pull out some days that drivers are doing better there. That might be interesting. Let's do it.
0: Again, comment section. Communicate with us for the best topics that you want to hear about. So far, it's data. Let us know. As always, stay safe out there, drivers, and we'll see you on the next one.